Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in Cars going to festivals. So, Druids in Cars going to festivals. We are going to give recording a shot via video on the dashboard, and we're going to see how this goes. Isn't that a song? Yeah, I think so. Today's topic, we polled a bunch of people before we got on the road. We're going to Harvest Nights. And we asked people what they wanted to hear us talk about. And this time it is... Let me read this specifically. Initiateness versus clergyness. Because we're both both. We are both both. We are both an ADF initiate. We are both an ADF priest. And the experiences are a little bit different. I would say they're very different. I would too. Because <laughs> we went about it in reverse orders. We did. I was a priest before there was an initiate program. And so I was a priest first. And I did the initiate work first. Yes. So. Um, I had been a priest for three years, I think, when we started the initiate path work. And I was one of the first two people to go through the trials and and become an ADF initiate. Um, I went through with Reverend Kirk Thomas. And at that time, we didn't really know entirely what we were doing. But we did okay at it. You (laughs) passed. You passed. I passed. (laughs) And you went through, when did you become an initiate? Twenty fourteen. So about five years after I did. Yeah. Because my daughter was one. And you became a priest in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So I was an initiate for a full year. Okay. Before getting ordained. One of the things when I went through the process of becoming an initiate, um, the work that I did. At the time, the initiate's path was very much very similar to clergy. And so I worked my way up through, and I ended up doing the work, I don't know, probably, I think there were two classes in addition to the work I needed for clergy second circle to become an ADF initiate. And so I had already done most of the work and then did these additional two pieces. Right, so you, like, most of your coursework was done with the focus of being a priest. Yes, almost all of it. Uh, 
I think Trance 2 and one other, but I don't remember what the other one was off the top of my head. Probably Magic 2. It might have been Magic 2 that I had to do out of order because they were electives in the clergy program and they were not in the, and they were core courses in the uh, initiate path book. And so I came to initiation as a priest, which made things very interesting because we do vision work as priests as well, and a lot of that vision work sort of meshed into the initiatory work. I mean, mine meshed a whole lot. I just didn't know it at the time. <laughs> right. And that was an interesting thing as well. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't... I did not want to be clergy. Like, I remember having this... I don't know if you remember it, but having a really long discussion with both you and Nicole about, like... Because Nicole was initiate only. Yep. Um, and having this discussion, like... I don't know which I want to do. Like, I know I want to go further, but I don't know which path I want to take. Um, and then, like, the combination of, like, not really seeing a place for myself in the grove as a priest. There were already two priests in the grove, like... Yep. Um, and I'd seen Nicole have a place in the grove as an initiate. And so, like, I kind of had some concept of what that could look like. Yeah, I think the visibility has a lot to do with it, especially in our grove. Um, once Nicole had gone through the process and become an ADF initiate, we worked very hard, much as we do with new priests, we worked very hard to find that niche. Mm-hmm. And that was easier, I think, for us to do with priests than it was for us to do with initiates because we didn't have any initiates when we started thinking about I mean, how to do but that. still, but still, even with that, I chose the initiate route, like, not yes. even necessarily knowing what it would look like. I think in large part, because I didn't see myself serving the folk at large. Yeah. Because, um, like, my, my intent going into it was very much like a one-on-one kind of thing. Um, I liked the idea of the initiate being someone who could um, like do house calls Um, so like they're the they served kind of the same role as the priest but in a in a one on one fashion like if someone couldn't make a ritual because they were sick um, that an initiate could do that same work for them Um, but also the initiate as the, the, the rite of passage specialist and the magic and trance work specialist like that that spirit worker piece was very um, strong for me, which I didn't see in any of the priest work. Right. And the priest work at the time, and to some extent still is, both the programs have changed since we did this. Um, the Particularly, though, the initiate path is a whole lot more hands-on than the yeah. project training program, just in terms of I mean, we revised it to have practicum in every course. Yes. So. And the practicum, I think, is actually really, really good. I'm very, very pleased with how it came out. Um, and I kind of wish that I had gone through that instead. <laughs> part, of the, part of the problem with the way that I came to the initiate path is that I really only had to do two courses. And while I put everything into those courses, I did all the work and... 
I, I focused very hard on the fact that these were initiatory courses. These were not courses that I had to do. Um, what I found is that it felt really different to go through with a focus on initiation versus going through the coursework with a focus on becoming a priest. Yeah, I mean, because I did all of my initiate coursework only focused on initiate stuff. Like, I I didn't do, even though some of the courses overlapped, I didn't do any of those with a focus on priesthood. Right. Uh-huh. And I think the, the focus and the way that you approach it changes the experience kind of dramatically. At I least think that it was does, my too. Experience. That's why I recommend to people, and it's not as much of an issue now because the the coursework is different between the two programs, but I still recommend that people only do one at a time. Yes. Like, even if you want to do both programs, pick one to work on first. Um, I think it really changes the experience, and I, I don't know, I feel like you would get more out of it. Like, it's, it's a deeper experience on both sides when you're doing them separately. I, I would totally agree. Just my experience with two courses... I feel that way. Yeah. Um, to do an entire program in that same vein and to... to I think our camera has shifted. Oh, it might have. <laughs> I'm going over all these bumps. It's the thing about being in cars, you know? Cars and construction. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the process of going through them and the process of making sure that you're giving the work your undivided attention mm-hmm. has a lot of value. So. The actual practical work I think is worth talking about too. Oh yeah, totally. Um, because the practical work I think is also different. And my experience is probably a little bit more nuanced than yours just because I did I did I was priest first and then initiate and there wasn't an initiate path when I started and, and all of these kinds of things and so I don't really know what it's like to be an initiate without I was being saying, I don't know I don't know that yours is necessarily more nuanced just but you don't have that we have different experiences with yes. it yes I think yours is probably more nuanced than mine but that's just me <laughs> I have no experience working only as an initiate um, so Yes. The, uh, the, the key things that I dealt with, you know, just being a priest, were a lot of the things that you end up dealing with once you get your credentials anyway. So I dealt with weddings and memorial services mm-hmm. and the, the marrying and burying, basically. Right that comes along with being a priest, which you end up doing once you're credentialed anyway. Um, <laughs> a lot of it sometimes. I remember getting floored with that after I got ordained. Do you remember I did like three funerals in a row yep. right after I got ordained? I do. <sighs> yeah. Very different than the initiatory work, Very isn't it? different. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my father, many years ago, uh, interviewed a a gentleman for a sales position at his company and he looked on the guy's resume and he said you went to a, a theological school and you were ordained as a priest, why do you want to be a salesman? And he looked at my dad and he goes 
it's really not all marrying. There's a lot of marrying that goes on too, and you don't realize that. Yep. So he was he was tired enough of it that he gave up the cloth. I don't know what his ordination was, but I'm assuming there was cloth involved, and uh, uh, decided to become a salesperson instead. Which I don't know if that's any less stressful. I don't know. But it's an interesting choice. It might be less emotionally ripping your soul out through your face. In a, well, in a different way, I suppose. In a different than way. Than retail. I mean, we've all read Death of a Salesman. <laughs> but what was what were your early experiences like as an initiate? Am I early? Like I did way more focused uh, spirit worker type stuff um, early on. Um, there was a lot more of, um, trance journeying, both for myself and for other people, and bringing people with me, like, there were, there were multiple layers of doing that, um, I had more people ask me to do magic on their behalf versus prayer on their behalf, um, which is just, like, kind of an interesting thing, because for me, they're so similar, um, I definitely have when, when someone asks me to do magic Like it's more involved But because I do theurgic magic Like it's very Similar yeah. In those ways um, I did more Small rites of passage Like As a priest you've got the marrying and burying And occasionally like baby blessings yeah. um, But I had more um, Like I'm starting a new thing, and I want something to mark that. I had a lot more of, of those kinds of, like, small rites of passage. Um, and then that overlapped into the into that call to priesthood for me when I started doing... Um, I started doing moon rituals for people, which initially, for me, was a very much um, an initiate thing to begin with. Yep. Um, but then it shifted. Well, the group also didn't really have a priest for a chunk there because I was not right. available for well, a lot of that stuff, so that helped. Because I, it was, it must have been like I was finishing up the initiate work yep. right when you were kind of dropping off for a little bit, and then I was initiated and you were still kind of not in the picture for a little while. Do too. Twins. Children. Yes, children are. <laughs> they'll, they'll hinder your work a little bit. Yeah. They'll change it in interesting ways, but that's a different topic. Yeah. No, but so, like, I was finishing up my initiate work and was initiated and then was kind of like the, I don't know, the lay priest yeah. at that I point. Yeah, that way. Um, because I was fulfilling all the priesthood priestly roles for the Grove at that time. Um, and I was putting on moon rituals um, for the Grove and, like, my wider pagan community. Yeah. Um, not, I would say, not the Columbus pagan community, but, like, my, like, satellite folks that I knew um, was doing moon rituals. Um, that were Hellenic in focus because I was like, oh, well, if I'm not doing Grove stuff, I don't have to be, like, super open to all the ADF hearth cultures. I can do just mine, right? So I was like, I'm going to do Hellenic moon rites, and it was great, and we did them following the, the Hellenian libation calendar. So, like, each full moon was whoever the, the 
Olympian who went with that month according to Hellenian, so I was like getting some crossover stuff, which was really cool. And then there came this point where I was like, wait, I'm like doing all the priesty things. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> and like, oh. And and you just you get I don't know I don't know how to explain the call, you know? Like, but you, something shifts and you're like, oh. I'm doing that thing I didn't think I was doing. I'm doing it, and also I need to be doing it. Yes. Like, it's a... It's fulfilling. It's fulfilling, but it's also a, like, this is what I need to be doing, not just what I like doing. Yeah. I get that. I definitely get that. Yeah, and then, I mean, because a lot of the courses crossed over, I only had six or seven to do, as opposed to, like, 13 or... Yeah, but also because you were an initiate, you didn't have to dual focus. I didn't have to dual focus, and I didn't have to do any of the, um, I had already done all the five-month journals. Yeah. That are laid out throughout that coursework. So very convenient. Yeah, so I had already (laughs) done, because those are all the practicum stuff. I'd done all of the practicum work, and all I had left for the clergy stuff was the, um, some of the more scholarly stuff ethics and some of the like crisis response some of the more clergy-ish courses the things that we definitely expect from priests right that we don't that we don't necessarily expect from other yeah one of the interesting things with my experience is that a lot of the initiatory work that I do is actually almost exclusively external to ADF so I do magic on behalf of folks as well and I do a lot of work on behalf of other folks I do readings and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, but it's because I have been a priest for so long in ADF I don't get the initiatory requests from inside ADF as often yeah I can see that but running a store in downtown Columbus people walk into the magical druid and they're like oh can you do this work for me to get a job or whatever it might be mm-hmm. and I do that I have certainly found that um, more people in the ADF community want me to help them do magical work yeah. versus people in the outer pagan community want me to do work for them Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've I noticed that that's a slight difference. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Most of the people that I encounter through the store or online or wherever I might meet them or come across them, if they are ADF members, they generally know how to do the work or feel like they know how to do the work and don't need a whole lot of help. They need magical support more than anything. Uh, Or divinatory support is actually pretty common. They want to double check their reading to make sure that the work that they're doing is the right kind of work that they need to be doing. Yeah. So, that's not at all uncommon. But, working with the general public, I get a whole lot of people who have, you know, they found a spell on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all they know, is the spell they found on the internet, which calls for 
random know, ingredients. Very random <laughs> ingredients. They have to get a coffin nail. They have to have a, you know, a, a, a black candle of a witch, and they have to have this particular brand of luck oil. You know, it can't be any other brand. It's got to be this particular brand. And so, a lot of the magical support work that I do for them blossoms into doing the work for them Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. Um, And and so, a lot of people, when I I come across them online, when I talk to them in person, I, I am acting far more as a magician for hire than right. I am as a priest. Right. So one of my favorite memes is the uh, beginner witch, intermediate witch, advanced witch, and then, like, so beginner witches, you need these specific crystals and this specific brand of oil and these specific candles lit at a certain time of night, and so that's the beginner witch. The intermediate witch is you need the certain color candles, you need specific crystals, let's uh, see what we can do about getting the timing right, uh, but that'll be fine. And then the advanced witch is... I don't know, I have these spices in my spice cabinet. I guess I'm going <laughs> to make them <Yep>. work. <laughs> I have an intent. I'm going to fulfill it. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yes, that is that is a very accurate description for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it goes full circle. Yes. And you get really into, all right, I'm going to make my Segelum day. Um, other <coughs> beeswax mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to carve it myself at the right time of the moon and but yeah. it, that's a different because that comes with like all of the understanding that goes it with does. that which is and then it's fun yeah, yeah it's so much fun to do something that's really involved and in depth and that's one of the things that I learned from my initiatory work is that it, it's just it's fun and it's powerful mm-hmm. to, to go through all of that work and really kind of dive into it. Now, do you... Okay, so, for folks who don't know, initiates work with the initiatory current. Yes. Do you use that for all of your work or only initiate work? Or? Not for all of it. Um, I find it useful, but for ADF work, for all of it. But for outside of ADF work, I, I don't always. Um, it's not like I can get rid of it. It doesn't go away. But I'm not necessarily you, actively diving into it or actively... Drawing on it? I was going to say seeking its brightness, but yes. Yes. I, I think <laughs> it's it's really fascinating and probably a different... Con- like another conversation about how people work with the current, like other initiates. We would need more initiates We would that. need more initiates, but it's really cool to, to talk about how all the rest of us... How we all do that. Yes. Simply our adjective structure around it yes. is fascinating. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, I use it very heavily when I do, like, <laughs> the three things that I associate with initiation, trance, magic, and divination. Yeah. Like, I draw on it really heavily when I'm doing those things, no matter what context they're in. Yeah. Um, and then not nearly as much when I'm doing other stuff. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff I learned without you know, before the current existed in the way that we know it um, not necessarily prior to its existence but prior to us capturing it (laughs) um, 
and making good use of it. That is kind of how I learned how to do the work. And so sometimes I can't tell what I'm touching when I reach out. (laughs) But in most cases, I have a fairly decent idea of whether it's the initiator current or not. If that makes any sense. I mean, it makes sense to me. I don't know how much it would make sense to someone who <laughs> is not familiar with that, but... Well, the way to fix that, of course, is to... Get more initiates? Become an ADF initiate, and then you will understand <laughs> it. This conversation will suddenly make sense. Hopefully. If yeah. we did it right. Yeah. The mystery work is different, too. It is. Because, like, I feel like... Everyone knows that initiates work with the initiate current, right? Yeah. But that's not the mystery. And then I feel like most people know that the priests work with the ancient wise. Yeah. But that is also not really the mystery. The mystery. And so, like, there's this differences, and yeah. Yeah. So the external manifestation of those works is also very different, I think. It is not giving something away to say that the central mystery of the initiatory work is revealed to you during the process. Right, right. Um, And the act of revelation is very different than it is with the priests. Yes. And that is by design in a lot of ways. Well, and I would say that the initiate act of realization is a much longer process yeah. than the priesthood. Yeah, well, for depending me, on when it starts. For me, yes. it was. For me, it was. Um, but yeah, the, the process of giving people the keys to priest work is is just vastly different, and I don't I don't know how to explain it well. Yeah, from I don't either know. side of it. I don't know. But the the priest work is more guided. Yeah. I would say. I would agree with that. I think that maybe the way to put it is that we know where the priests are going. We don't know where the initiates will end up. Right. That's, because that's... all the initiates <laughs> ha- like it's self-driven to what your focus is. Whereas the priesthood you have expectations from the folk. Yes. As far as what, like, your jobs are. Yeah. And we expect a little bit more organizational confluence with the priests. Yeah. Um, and the initiates have a lot more of a broadly defined connection. I would say there's a lot more freedom to follow yes. your skills and your interests and your focus. somewhere and it's not coming out so maybe later would you I don't know I don't even know if this is a good question if someone were to come to you and say should I do initiate work or clergy work what would you say it would really depend on the person (laughs) Um, which I suspect you already knew yes (laughs) but more specifically I think that if the person is interested in one-on-one connection, if the person is interested in developing their own inner skills 
Um, and if the person is really into the the juicy parts of magic, which is a, a word that I'll use since we're just passing Tradara now, um, <laughs> I, yeah. um, but if you're if you're really interested in the experience for yourself, for others, um, helping others get there, that's very much an initiatory thing. If you are more interested in um, being there for others, being visible and public, and being uh, available for times of life and hardship, then certainly clergy is, is the better way to go on that. But even that is not it's not specific or directional. They may even sound like the same thing to a lot of people. What do you think? I almost hands down would tell people to do the initiate work first. I think it's a better choice for um, most people. Well, and the reason I say that is because if you have the call, it's going to be there. Yep, it's not going away. It's not- I promise you it's not going away. No. Um, even if you try to ignore it, it's not going anywhere. Um, but I would say, unless you're in a situation where you're... You you know that you're going to be called on to serve as a priest um, by your community within, like, within the year, let's say, um, then I would say do, do the clergy path. Because you're trying to you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for the folk that you're going to serve. Yeah. But I would say, almost hands down, do the initiate work. Um, because it, I don't know, I feel like it lets you do the priest work better. You have a better, better understanding of yourself and of the spirits and of the cosmos. Um, and then you can dive into the pastoral care, the marrying and burying, the leading high days, um, it provides you with a practical base layer of work right? that you can then take and build on. Right, and I think part of that too is just the way the training programs are structured because um, you can do either one of them straight out of the DP. Yep. Um, but as far as like practical work, if you're if you're brand new to paganism and you do the dedicant path then you have like a, you've established some sort of home practice. Um, and it's my preference to deepen that home practice through the initiate work and to better understand all the different ways you can access the skills that you need um, that I don't feel like the clergy path does quite as good of a job as like it's not I don't think it prepares you quite as well the, the clergy work has always presumed that you have that basis already and I think that's part of it. Because we have always assumed that a person who is, is ready to do clergy work has a strong connection with their allies, has a good basis in trance work and meditation and divination and magic. All of these things we just kind of assume. And the training will get you there. It will. But if, you're, but if you have the time to do additional self-work in the initiate path and if you have the time to do either program now the initiate path is the one to do only because if your life changes (laughs) 
it's harder to come back and do the initiate work. Yeah. Because I can't imagine doing it with kids, frankly. I, I did it with a newborn. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> so, it's doable. Maybe try to get some of it out of the way first. <laughs> I did half of it pregnant and half of it with a newborn. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, but no, I would almost hands down say do the initiate work first because if you have the call to priesthood, it's going to be there and you'll be better prepared to answer that call if you have the grounding in the initiate stuff. That is a solid response. So, if you're interested in this, we're going to put this up on YouTube so that folk can actually see us driving in cars to a festival. But we're also going to release it just normal, right? We're going to release it just normal as well. um, Via our usual Podbean service. So, if you like this, check out our podcast, Druids and Cars Going to Festivals, um, if you happen to be watching it on YouTube. And if you've never seen us in a car driving to a festival, um, you can watch our wonky camera go a I mean, bit sideways. Most and people probably haven't around. seen us in a car going to festival because they see us when we arrive. Yep. So we're we're <laughs> we're trying new things out. We're gonna see season three is season three is coming. It's it's it'll be fun. It will be fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org. If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids in Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.